This is Jeff Cross, and welcome to the May 26, 2022 edition of Views on the News from the Couch, a baby boomer's attempt to pass along his views on the news. Quick hitters. Republican states are enacting legislation to ban abortions if Roe is invalidated, and Oklahoma has basically banned abortions immediately. Seems like they are swinging at the ball before it is pitched. That usually does not work out. Former President Obama, an alleged genius, tweeted this on the Texas shooting, quote, As we grieve the children of Uvalde today, we should take time to recognize that two years have passed since the murder of George Floyd under the knee of a police officer. His killing stays with us all to this day, especially those who loved him. Huh? The Texas shooting is not about George Floyd. Moving on. I remember watching Gunsmoke when I was five with my dad. I think five because at seven we moved away from Florida and I recall this happening in Florida. People were shot. People died. Well, actors pretended to die, but I did not know they were pretending. I asked my dad how they could keep getting people to be in the show when so many died each week. He may not have told me I was an idiot, but I was an idiot. I thought of that story as I continued to ruminate on the Texas school shooting. In the past, I have read that video game violence and movie TV violence do not contribute to violence in real life. I wonder. One reason I wonder is because so many of the suggested solutions pretty clearly won't fix the issue. Australia is often cited as an example of a gun confiscation program reducing gun deaths. It is much praised by those in the media and our gun control legislators will reference it. I looked into it a few years back and noted that before the gun legislation, gun deaths were declining, and that gun deaths continued to decline after the gun confiscation. Looking at a graph, you could not see a change in slope or deflection, which one would think uh, you would see if the legislation had any effect. By the way, gun deaths in the U.S. were also declining. Recently, we have had four mass shootings that received attention. The most recent school shooting was in Texas that has loose gun laws, though I believe the Hispanic shooter violated at least two laws. He was too young to conceal carry, and I assume it was illegal to have a gun on school grounds. People intent on murder likely are not worried about violating a gun law. An Asian man shot Taiwanese folks in California. California has strict gun laws. A white man shot mostly black people in Buffalo. New York has strict gun laws. In New York City, a black man shot folks, no idea on their race, in the subway. New York has strict gun laws. In the small sample above, strict gun laws do not seem to be a deterrent, though I note the coverage of the Texas shooting often includes mention of their loose gun laws. One suggestion many are making is that schools need to be hardened, armed guards, I'm not against that, but wonder if folks in favor of hardening schools would be in favor of the reality. All students would have to be channeled through a metal detector with a guard present. All other outside doors would have to be blocked and, poli and policies to prevent the doors from being left open for easier access. Also, might a shooter just stand at the back of a group queuing up for the metal detector? One nugget I read yesterday is that most of these shootings are over in four minutes. So an after-the-fact response might reduce damage a bit, but devastation would still occur. 
I will now pull numbers from the linked Pew Research 2022 article. 79% of murders in the U.S. involve a gun, and that is the highest percentage in the 50 years that the CDC has been collecting data. 53% of suicides involve a gun, though that number has remained somewhat constant. In the article, they have a graph of gun murders per 100,000 people by year. It's worth a look. From 1968 until about 1995, we varied between 5 and 7.2. Then we went on a 20-year run at around 4, lower. After that, a bit of a bump, and then with COVID and maybe defund the police, we jumped to 6.2. Note, in the numbers I just read, we returned to the numbers from the late 60s until the early 90s. I'm not saying they were good. I'm just putting the recent numbers in perspective. Still, our gun death rates are higher than Europe and Canada and some other countries. The article has a map showing gun death rates by state. Wyoming, Louisiana, and Mississippi stand out on the high side. California and New York on the good side, but also Florida and Texas. Dwell on that. Also, Florida and Texas. In looking at the type of gun used in 36% of the cases, the gun type is not known. 59% are handguns. Rifles are 3% and shotguns are 1%. Really dwell on those numbers. 59 out of 63 known types of guns used in murders were handguns. Do you get that feeling listening to the news? Note, as more information comes out about the guns used in the attack in Texas, I am learning that he used an AR-15. I also wonder if we ban one type of gun, do murders previously committed with those guns disappear, or does the murderer use a different kind of gun? I'm inclined to think a different gun would be used. What are my answers? Like I said yesterday, I don't have them. I am bothered that much of the discussion seems to be bumper sticker base. Some leading politicians are even saying we just have to do something. Not something that works, but something, because that in some way would be symbolic. That is just stupid. But maybe I'm stupid for not offering suggestions. So I will give it a go with fear and humility. One, ban all handguns. Use a buyback program. Historic guns can be kept, but must have the firing pin removed or something. Exceptions for law enforcement, most likely. Two, enact a minimum length for rifles and shotguns. A long gun is tougher to sneak into places. Three, minimize magazines on rifles. I think the arguments against assault weapons are stupid other than the high-capacity magazine. One thing that contributes to a rifle being categorized as an assault weapon by definition is if it has a pistol grip. I am not pro or anti-pistol grip. Four, some hardening of schools, I guess. I'm shaky on this, as I wonder if most schools are willing to do what it takes year after year. Five, universal background checks, including for the transfer of guns between family members. In for a penny, in for a pound. Six, better laws and enforcement for dealing with folks who are crazy and should not have a gun. When a claim is made, a judge should quickly and thoroughly adjudicate the matter so a false claim is not an unfair way to deny someone a gun. 7. Guarantee the right to keep and use, in a legal way, rifles and shotguns. The carry or bear part, not so much. 
eight, do something, I don't know what, about the amount of violence our kids are exposed to, but without giving government control of limiting free speech. That's a toughie. Nine, do the above via a constitutional amendment. It won't pass, you say. Ah, but I have an idea. The gun control policies would only become law if a second amendment passed. That second amendment would be an abortion amendment. It would require states to allow abortions up to 12 weeks and limit states from allowing abortions after 20 or 24 weeks unless there was a serious health risk to the mother. The abortion amendment would only pass if the gun control amendment passed. If you can't have one amendment contingent on a second amendment, then put it all in one amendment. You can do that. Those are my quick thoughts. Attack me as you wish. Hell, I might attack some of those tomorrow. But if you attack my thoughts, I suggest you think what specifically you would propose and if they would work. Thanks for listening to Views on the News from the Couch. If you like this podcast, please share with your friends. If you did not like it, please share with the rest of the folks you know.